Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode 165 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this week's episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. I got my shipment of Couchtown Coffee in recently, and it's been a godsend. Uh, If you've listened to the recent podcasts and the intros, you've noticed that I have been struggling away with the store-bought brands of coffee, and uh, nothing beats Couchtown. It's my favorite coffee. Ever since I first tried it, it was my favorite. If you want to give it a try, go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like. You can let them know how you want it roasted, too. You can want it roasted darker or lighter or medium or somewhere in there. Um, I kind of just give them free reign. I said, just send me whatever you end up with. And it's fun because I, I get to try different kinds roasted different ways, uh, depending on the week. And so it's just really fun. Uh, I, I love getting coffee from them. It's my favorite coffee. So go to couchtowncoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order. And when you do, you can save 20% by letting them know Audible Farm sent you. That's right. 20% off. So find a coffee you like, make an order and save 20%. Thanks, Couchtown. This week, I'm sitting down with Jeff Fossbender. Uh, I actually ran into Jeff randomly, and it's kind of funny because we talk about it in this episode, but I kind of ran into him randomly at a show somewhere, and he was just like, hey, you're the podcast guy, and he like turned around and said it, wasn't even looking at me, and it's like, how does he know? And um, well, I bet you guys are decisive enough to realize that he probably recognized my voice, but that's really hilarious, so... <laughs> I sit down and talk with Jeff. He actually sings in the Tank Anthony band, which I have a little bit of like a sister band relationship with him, I guess. I don't know. Um, I play guitar with Jesse Wilson and our bassist, Owen, plays bass with Tank Anthony band uh, as of late. So I don't know if that's a permanent gig for him yet, but he's been playing with him here and there. So if you go see Tank Anthony band, uh, say hi to the bassist for me. He's a good guy. Uh, we're talking to Jeff this week. I didn't... Jeff sings so well that after the podcast was over, we were just kind of goofing around and it's like, you're just goofing around and you sing that good. And that's, I talk about it in this episode too. It's so weird to me that people can sing so well. Um, it's one of those things that I feel like I bet if I practiced, I could get good at it, but I'm just not like, I have no inclinations of being naturally good at it anyways. And, and Jeff has been doing it his whole life and he's amazing at it. It's crazy. Uh, I ran into one of the other people in his band, uh, Alejandro Trevino, Alex Trevino, and uh, we were talking about it the other day, actually, too, how, like, how good he is at singing. It's just absolutely wild. Um, so we sit down, we talk about how Jeff got involved with uh, Tank Anthony Band, learning guitar, all sorts of good stuff. I mean, uh, he's such a good guy. We we talk about all sorts of stuff, and I've, I don't even feel like we scratched the tip of the iceberg here. We glossed over a few things, and he's got a lot of crazy stories in here. He's He's been on an adventure already in his life, you know, he's been doing a lot of stuff, and it's just fun to see people out there doing the things they want to do, so hats off to Jeff for doing that, and uh, yeah, go see Tank Anthony Band sometime, you will not be disappointed, it is a, it's a great, great show with great, great musicians, and Jeff is one of them, so sit down, enjoy the podcast, or, or don't sit down, I guess, you can do whatever you want, but enjoy the podcast, this is uh, episode 165 with Jeff Fossbender. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. All right. 
tight. Today I'm sitting down with Jeff Fossbender, uh, or Jefferson, or Jeffrey, or uh, don't call him late for lunch. Yeah, I don't. W- whatever you like. <laughs> and a lot of times I am late for lunch too. So. What? <laughs> I always think that's funny. Musicians whose hobbies are 100% based on timing are, are a lot of times late places. Yeah, it, it's normally like as long as you give yourself enough time to you know set up and grab a beer before the show, you don't, you know, it, it's not really something that we're looking at too closely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think a lot of it just comes from a lot of musicians being pretty easygoing people, you know. Uh, I've run into a lot of that in the in the music scene. A lot of people just kind of, oh, this happened. Yeah, all right, well, it's cool. You know, it's like yep. nothing's really gets yep. too many of us too worked up about anything. So you play guitar with Tank Anthony Band, correct? Yeah, I'm playing rhythm guitar, and I'm singing backups. I would say I was probably asked to join the band for the vocal part, Um, and guitar has kind of been something that's been kind of evolving over time as sort of a side effect, I guess. All right. So did you start out, like I would say, did you start out as a vocalist? Was that like what you were primarily doing? Like, how did they find you as just a vocalist then? (laughs) Yeah, well, that... That's a great question. I um, I've been singing like school choirs and stuff since I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and the it was more like a traditional choral setting. Um, I went to the Catholic school in in Fort Dodge, so okay. um, at St. Ed's we it was very much so kind of a traditional kind of Christian choral music setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to school with Alex Trevino. So no way, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've known him since he was just a a little kid and (laughs) and uh and yeah so he was kind of the one that um when the time came he kind of knew that i sang and Mm -hmm. that i i specifically that i was pretty good around harmonies and things like that and it wouldn't be something that he would have to bring me up to speed there Mm -hmm. um and and then yeah so he brought me in he also knew i was learning guitar at the time so he's like we can get you up to speed on the guitar as well but i need someone who can kind of sing a really confident um like higher harmony for for what mm-hmm. we're doing yeah yeah man harmonies are not easy like i it's funny because a lot of people are like you just need to sing the harmonies on this and it's like well that's it's easier said than done on some songs because if you don't know where you're supposed to go with some harmonies on some songs it's at least for me i just haven't done much of it like was that something that you just like learned in school and now it's easy to you like second nature or yeah so that's um and that's where i i feel like mentioning my my very, very first introduction into music really makes sense because when you're, when you're in that traditional choral rehearsal um, and you're there with the whole choir, you'll have the, the director might go to the sopranos and say, okay, everyone kind of be quiet. I'm working with sopranos, then the altos, then tenors, then basses. And so you're sitting there and you're hearing every part like on a certain line. And then after everyone's kind of been able to work out the kinks of their line, then everyone sings together. And so um, I just spent years and years sitting in a room where I was kind of toying around with like, like, oh, I can, I can hear that part during this, uh, you know, section of the song or, um, or I would toy around and like try to sing with another voice part, like while they're doing their own thing. And um, so I think by like high school, I just really had an ear for it. And, and, uh, and yeah, I, I didn't really notice that it was just something that was like unique. I just kind of, it, I was just around it so much that it came very natural, and um, and yeah, I could see that for sure. Like the ex- just having constant exposure to it kind of just makes it second nature. I mean, 
you almost you could probably almost just be like eating a sandwich doing homework while they're working on other stuff and you probably would have gotten good at it you know just because it's in in the background just going on yeah and like the yeah it, it when it came down to it it became second nature one because i was around it but um but it, it's the most cliche thing but like exercising that muscle um i think in in high school you're literally have one period of choir almost every single day. Um, um, and, and if you're in multiple choirs, you know, you could be, you know, literally in that setting for an hour or two a day. That'd be um, cool. And then, yeah, I did, I was in choir at Iowa Central as well. And I did like musical theater. And so um, that's where really I took that traditional kind of choral setting. And I was starting to get experimental on the kind of my higher register mm-hmm. um, and like using that like nasally, like kind of, uh singing to really reach like some registers that I hadn't really and registers and volume that I had never before like experimented with um which comes in very handy now yeah I, I mean I was just thinking too like uh, I bet hearing each part individually and then smushing them together also kind of helps because like if you hear people like singing in harmony you're like that sounds good but then you're like what notes are everyone singing you're like I don't know. You know, it's tough to re-dissect it backwards, uh, to me at least, because I haven't done a whole lot of it, so. Well, yeah, and, like, well, like, something that I, I think probably resonates with you a lot, like, because I know you're awesome at guitar. Um, yeah, dude, you are, though. Appreciate it. Um, thank you. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, but, like, it, it helped me start to learn guitar early on, because if I if I'm just, like, noodling around and trying to figure out, like, these basic chords, I can strum a chord and know if it's not correct or if my finger's not on the right spot (laughs) because when you again when you just know kind of how like notes layered together should sound it's just like oh i my pointer finger happens to not be on the right fret or whatever yep yeah Um, yep and it's like back to the drawing board i love that when i'm like teaching guitar lessons it's like well play me an a chord and it's just like whoa what is that like that's not an a one of those notes is not like the others you know (laughs) right right it's like i don't know a ton about what what the right things are but i really know when something is going wrong (laughs) yeah uh that was always like one of my favorite things like everyone that complains about stage volume they're like i can't hear myself on stage unless i play a mistake and it's like yeah i mean that's how it should be kind of honestly though like the mistakes (laughs) definitely stand out for sure so oh that's crazy like i i wish i was better at singing and hearing people like uh you know tanks band you guys do harmonies well chris carr band and and I, I don't do harmonies very well, so um, a lot of times, more often than not, I will like just duplicate the vocals uh, when I'm singing backup vocals, and it's it's a rare amount of the time I actually try to hit harmonies because I'm not confident enough while doing it. Because it's if I get lost on where I'm going with the harmony, it's like oh, this is just gonna wreck it if I if I don't do well. So there's only a few songs that I actually like really confidently sing it through, and ironically, like one of them I take a high harmony on. And I, I kind of got what you said when you were like, when you try to go to the higher registers, it's not always as easy to hit the volume unless you're like really belting it out there, but you don't always right, really just yeah. want to blast the mic with that. So, uh, yeah, I found it very tough. Like when I was starting to sing higher harmonies, I had to get like super close to the microphone <laughs> and really kind of get going with it, you know, and it's kind of fun to like, you know, dink around with that. And I just, I just wished I was better at it. Um, do you guys do like just two part harmonies or do, or do you? Are you dabbling with three-part harmonies in Tank's band? Yeah, so sometimes, so we've got three microphones on the stage. Um, Alex, he, Alex used to just do a lot of duo stuff with Tank, and so he was taking that pretty standard, like you know, higher th- third like harmony, especially in 
the chorus of pretty much every country song. You you know, you hear that kind of um, that uh, just like kind of that louder, kind of higher register um, to complement the the main vocal. And so he was taking that. And so when I got there, I kind of took over the main harmony. And every so often he'll, um, you know, he'll put on his Alex Trevino hat and he'll just be like, what if I added like a little middle note in this chorus here just to kind of. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, like, I'll look over and be like, did you just did you just come up with another harmony line for that? And <laughs> so there's about four or five songs where we do really get into the three part. That's um, cool. There's even uh, we do cover me up. Um, Jason Isbell. Um, recently covered by Morgan Wallen and kind of made popular that way. But right. um, there's a there's a chorus right after kind of like the instrumental break. We we literally hit and all the instruments go out and it's just like like three part. We kind of worked up this thing and and I was like, all right, that's that's kind of the stuff that I that really gets me pumped up as mm-hmm. kind of a again as like a multi part vocalist. I'm I'm like that's that's where I get really amped. I guess when when we're plan shows yeah i love it especially with music when like everything falls out except for one thing you know like i guess with with metal it's it's a lot of times like a guitar part that gets like left out there by itself when the drums and bass kind of stop and and with country music especially like more modern country i feel eh, maybe more more so older country too like there would be parts where all the music would drop out and then they're just singing like two three-part harmonies or going all barbershop quartet on everyone you know just singing like crazy and it's I, I am always wowed by people that have the ability to sing because it baffles me that, like, it's it's it doesn't blow me away when someone's not good at guitar because you don't have a guitar in your hands all day long just dinking around, but everybody has a voice and they use it all day long. The caveat might be that we're not singing all day long, though, so... <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, I guess if we all sang every word we spoke, it might maybe we'd all be really good at singing, but... I don't know. It just kind of blows me away that like so many, you know, and it's not like you were just born with it. You had to work for it, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, singing all day, I mean, uh, to be like an excited choir kid in like high school, you know, sometimes it does feel like you're singing all the time. It's like, maybe you should probably stop. But um, but yeah, no, I wanted to go back um, because, yeah, you sing it with Jesse Wilson Mm -hmm. and and you do that great, too. Uh, But I I was curious, like, do was that the plan? Like, because I know. There's at least two microphones up there. Um, was he like, I want you to come in and, and sing? Or or was that kind of something that y'all kind of like built up after the fact that y'all kind of came together? That's kind of a crazy one. So like I originally played bass with Jesse and he had, <laughs> oh, a, different, okay. and he <laughs> like, had a different guitarist. So I didn't like, know that, yeah. Um, but Jesse filtered through a handful of different people before he finally settled on some people that were um, able to make it more shows, et cetera, et cetera, you know, more consistent. So uh, then I ended up on guitar eventually, and one day I just had like a microphone with me, and he's like, well, just bring it inside and see what happens, you know? So I, you know, sang some harmony parts and some stuff when I could, but I I quickly learned that like singing harmony is not easy. So like I said earlier, a lot of times I'll take the lazy road and just duplicate the vocals. And it sounds good, but it's, uh, I don't know, it does also feel like it's lackluster. It's like, there should be something else going on here, you know? Um, so I, I generally lean a lot more on the tricks of mixing things where like my, my voice is a lot more warm and rounded coming out the speakers. So that's where like the sure, difference, yeah. the difference of the two will come into. So Jesse's, you can clearly hear and mine's more like, sounds almost sounds like somebody singing in the back, you know, just kind of like halfway muffled kind of deal. So, um, gotcha. but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess like 
I don't know if I would be able to like. It'd be weird to take like vocal lessons as a thirty-some-year-old, but at the same time, like, no, it wouldn't. You know, like, you, there's no. Yep. It's never too late, but. Or just singing in the car and working the muscle. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be the best studio that you've got. Just the time you <laughs> the time you spend from here to Fort Dodge. You know, on on the weekly, just. Uh, just kind of, cause that's where you can just rip it and just kind of see what happens and what sticks. Yeah, I love that. It's like it could be the best studio you have is your car. That's yeah, actually you, you pretty. You spend awesome. a lot of time. Or I mean, I imagine if you're traveling for for gigs. Yeah, I mean, there was a point in time where I was traveling a lot to everything. But you're 100 percent right. I mean, the guest I had on it would have been last week. Um, don't tell anyone we're pre-recording these. <laughs> what um, no? <laughs> but uh. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear the episode, but uh, he was talking about that when he's like, I can't listen to music in the car anymore cause if I go to shows, because he's like, I'll, I'll like blow my voice out if I'm driving like three hours away, and you can't sing yeah. for like seven hours straight, you know? <laughs> four is a little bit of a stretch, <laughs> but if you're singing for three hours there, by the time you're done singing the four hours at the show, you're just like, I can't sing anymore, you know? Like, so. Yeah. Well, I, that's, how I, that's how I learned the set list, basically, was... Because um, like I said, I, I was kind of brought in for, for vocals first and guitar sort of later. And um, so for a lot of the starting shows, like I, I knew that I, I had to know them well enough to, to sing because I was like, that's kind of why I'm here. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, I just got our like, I think we're now up to like 40 or 50 songs on our set Jeez. list. And, that's um, crazy. So you just like create a little Spotify playlist. You turn it on shuffle and you're just, you know get the words down, you know, get the, yeah, get those harmonies. Maybe, you know, we can throw in a harmony here on this second verse or whatever. And, and yeah, I literally just drilled them in my car, like from, from place to place. And that's cool. Yeah. It's also really cool that like, I mean, hats off to tank and Alex and, and whoever else was in on the deciding factor of this to, to like, it's not common that you pull in somebody and you're just like, this person plays guitar and sings they're a novice at guitar, but don't worry, they sing like a badass, you know, or something. So it's like you got pulled in literally because you sing so well, you know, and and it, you're in a band singing that well that doesn't bear your namesake. So you're pretty much were like brought in as like a ringer backup singer. It's like the coolest thing ever to me, you know, like. Yeah, the, uh, what? Well, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I um, I just wish I could sing as good <laughs> as you. I mean, I'm still just like, it still just blows me away that people can sing as well as they can. Like I said, put in the the car hours. I, I'm telling you, those hours on the road. But no, the um, the story behind that it was like the, I think it was like December 27th of 2020. So like a few days before New Year's Eve, and um, I had gone over to Alex's because I I was always trying to catch up with him during the holidays. And at the time, I lived in Chicago, and so I w- I was in town. I knew he was hanging out, um, and I knew Tank was either about to show up or he was already there, and. We were all just kind of going to hang out. I had never met Tank before in person, so mm-hmm. um, so so we went over there, and uh, they were just kind of at that point in the night where they're passing the guitar around, they're singing some songs, um, not really a rehearsal, but just kind of pulling out some tunes and um, and kind of running some songs, I guess. And and so I get down there, and the ones I know, I just start singing a harmony. Or at one point, I get the guitar in my hands, and I'm singing a song Tank knows, and 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 now we're singing you know, these harmonies and cool. It was literally the, the, the night kind of goes on that way. Um, we have a couple beers. We, you know, we go home and the next day, Alex is like, I want to throw this out there. We have a show on new year's Eve, which is like two days away. (laughs) Um, and tank really likes singing with you. And 
if you're interested, we'd kind of like to just try it out. And I, and the, the show was in Cedar Falls. So, um, I was like, yeah, I, I don't have to go back to Chicago for another few days. Um, so I, I did it and, um, I've literally stood up there and like faked the guitar for at least like 90% of the songs. Cause I did not know the guitar parts to any of them. <laughs> um, and I spent that like two days literally just listening to this playlist over and over again. I was like, I'm just going to scrap the guitar at this point. I can't learn that in time. I'm just going to learn the lyrics to these songs. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, my first show, literally, I didn't know the guitar parts to literally any of the songs and I just kind of sang and, and then, yeah, it was like a month later when Alex is like, Hey, I know you have a job and you live in Chicago, which is like six hours away, but maybe you should consider joining a band. <laughs> so you came back for the Tank Anthony band? Is that why I, you came back? Or? I kind of, I may or may not have quit my salaried job in Chicago <laughs> to to move to a different city and join a band. Oh, um, well, you know. Yeah, it was awesome, though. It was the. It's literally been the best decision. Yeah, I mean, there's... It's not like there's not money in playing in a band, you know, and, and Tank's busy. He plays multiple shows a week, every single week, you know, so he's got gigs coming in, you know, so. Yeah, and, and I know, like, like business isn't discussed too much, like, on the Audible Farm podcast, but, like, but like yeah, there, there really was a, like, a logistical part of this decision that I actually found to be very, like, interesting and, and actually, like, having these conversations with Alex and, and Tank and, and kind of saying, like, you know, Alex is a full-time musician. He doesn't have like a side gig. So it's like, how do you, how do you do it? You know, what's like, without giving me specific numbers, how does it kind of shake out at the end of the month? Like, do you feel good about it? Like, you know, is there room to grow or whatever? And, and yeah, all of that kind of was a part of it. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, once Alex was able to say like, like, yeah, we, you're going to, you're going to make it basically. Mm -hmm. Like we, we'll be able to, to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, now it's a no-brainer. Like, I'd, I'm going to get out from behind a desk and, and go pursue something that, up until this point, it has just seemed so wild to me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy, because your story is not terribly different than mine. So, like, the first time I played with Jesse was Halloween in 2020. And I played bass with him. And that was literally just because I had a bass and an amp in my car. And I was running sound for him. And he's like, I'll just bring it in and play. And it's like, okay. You know, so that was like the first show I ever played with him. And I did that, I think, three times. And then he was just like, come play a show on guitar with me. And that was New Year's of 2020. So that was like my, I, we, we, him and I consider that the first show we played together. Wow. Technically, you know. Yeah, that's cool. So, otherwise, I was just kind of like a tag-along guy that always had gear in the car. And I mean, that's that's kind of how it goes i'm always in between gigs it seems like so i'll I'll, if i go somewhere i'll just like well there's a guitar and an amp in the car i'll just throw it in there and we'll go see what happens you know yeah sometimes it comes in handy you know well in that i think that says a lot to your ability to kind of step up in that moment because i just from the little i know about you from the podcast and talking to you a little bit you that would have had to been a massive genre switch like you're you're (laughs) not you know the, the world that you were kind of used to playing in like that's like that's kind of extra impressive that you were like you not only did you step up and kind of jump in but you were very used to something that's not what Jesse Wilson does today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean I, that's something that gets lost on me. I just don't think about it too much, but like I what what you're talking about if people don't know me, I play in a <laughs> punk band primarily. Uh I've played with them for 
almost five years now, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be almost five years now, which is crazy to think um, that we've been playing together for like five years. But it's like high energy, run around the stage, you know, all that nonsense. You're sweating all over when you're done kind of stuff. And now I'm playing like country music and sometimes I play with like Clint Riedel and we play like folk music and, and whatever else, you know. And some of that just comes down to like going to jam nights and realizing like what you have in your toolbox that works better with certain things and what's in your toolbox that won't work with certain things. It's like... Well, we got to fix this window. And it's like, well, you can't use the hammer, you know, like, I mean, you're really good with the hammer, but you can't use the hammer. So yeah, know. yeah. Let's refrain from exactly. hammers and windows. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it is some of that just comes, like I said, comes from like going to jam nights. I got really good at playing on the fly and like, just kind of like, all right, play the first phrase of this song and then I'll come in because I'll be able to figure out what key you're in, et cetera, et cetera, you know? And sure. I mean. That's kind of fun to be able to do that, especially when like Owen is the bassist in the band. So Jesse can just be like, we're going to play this song. It's on my phone. Nobody else can see it. It's like, we'll figure it out, you know? Like, yep. So. Yeah, we do that a ton too. So, um, it, you know, th- there will be times where Alex will will go to uh, to play with Brutal. And so it'll just be like a duo set of Tank and I. And cool. he'll, he'll pull up songs on his iPad that I've never heard of before. So it's like, obviously, I'm not going to play the guitar um, and to clarify it, since New Year's Eve, I have learned all of the songs. So mm-hmm. now I, I can play guitar on the songs. But um, but if he pulls one up, that's kind of a wild card. Yeah, I, I might listen to it through once. And then once the chorus comes around the next time, I'm like, oh, I could I can sing a little harmony note on this. Or, you know, if I find a place to do a little ooh or like like a, you know, just kind of something fun, I guess. But also uh, something very undersold is like non-lyrical background singing. So like like you said, if you're just doing like oohs or ahs or or sha na nas or whatever the heck it happens to be in the background, totally underappreciated. It's like you know, it's something yeah. a lot of people especially forget the sha na nas. They're the they're the the <laughs> least appreciated of all. <laughs> no no no, but but you're exactly right. Like and I, um, I, I do have to say like I I kind of fall victim to, um. I'm someone who sticks pretty closely to the to the re- recorded or the studio version of songs when it comes to harmonies. Um, mm-hmm. There there are a few songs where I kind of try to take liberties or do something fun that maybe isn't in the original. But um, but yeah, so as I was drilling those songs, if I heard those little parts um, in the background, I was like, I was like, man, I can just kind of feather this in and and uh, and yeah, hopefully it's it's something that kind of comes across in a kind of a smaller acoustic setting, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's something else that like with when I play with Jesse, we don't usually tend to stick too close to like studio recorded versions, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that like the first couple times I went and played with Jesse, I didn't know any of the songs. You know, I don't listen to country music. Sorry, everybody, I was just letting the cat out of the bag there. But I, I've I, there's a lot of the songs me and Jesse still play that I still haven't heard like ever the studio version i just know like how we play no it way. and so no like way. Huh. And, and i think some of that lends it to the originality of jesse going out and playing because it's just kind of he lets it be open-ended for whoever's next to him and i mean that's a good thing for owen you know <laughs> especially yeah, yeah. playing the bass you know just going crazy with that but uh yeah and then you won't be biased by that like that, that's a really good way of doing it because like there were songs kind of like now i've pretty much heard all of the the songs but there were some songs where I had never heard their songs that Tank does. I'd never heard them on the radio or anywhere. And all of a sudden I'm driving down the Iowa interstate and I like switch to a country station and I'm like, 
that sounds nothing like like I'm like and honestly I'll, I'm mostly like I think Tank's version is way better but mm-hmm. um but yeah you do have a few of those moments where you're like oh that's that that's how that was supposed to sound mm-hmm. we do not do it that way yeah yeah exactly I think that's like also really fun though too when you first hear a song that you've played like a bunch of times over before and you're like oh okay like should have been a cowboy there's female vocals in in the chorus like in the really high registers oops like that's how that's supposed to go all right well we'll (laughs) we'll give it a whirl sometime i guess but um you know it is also kind of fun when you realize you've like changed a song so much that it's nowhere near like what it was originally intended to be yeah and there's a couple songs we have like that that like especially when we go full band it's like oh this is a lot more rocking than the studio version or whatever um have you noticed though too also when you play shows live that either songs that are on your set list or songs people request that there's like a f- I would say a fair amount of music that gets played that's like not on the radio at all and i'm not talking like rap music with bad words and stuff or like whatever it's just like this is like a country western song that everybody knows but it like probably hasn't been on the radio for like 30 years uh with inconsistency you know like which is kind of wild yeah i think as a rule of thumb we mostly do songs that fall into that category um there's songs that are just like not or like just past their like radio time because everything is like you know there's like 10 songs and they get played a hundred times on the radio every day Mm -hmm. and like those we're not kind of dabbling in some of those that are literally in your brain all the time if you're listening to country radio or whatever yeah we're we're doing those those songs that it's like i used to hear this song a lot i haven't heard it in forever and then you kind of get uh, nostalgia seems sounds a little too like dramatic i guess but but you do kind of get that like oh man i love that song like mm-hmm. um so yeah we we kind of dabble in like you know tilt the dial just back a notch and that's kind of where our our tunes are and then um, a lot of like late '90s, early 2000s stuff too. Like, um, you know, you get, got the Kenny Chesney tunes, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, some of those fun ones that that people have heard all the time, but they just haven't heard it recently. Yeah, the '90s were like a weird time for country because I feel like by the late '90s there were a few like absolute like superstar, like almost like rock star status country dudes. And chicks out there. Oh, yeah. But the early 90s was like a fist fight of mediocrity, as far as I'm concerned. Like, there's so many people that were, like, really good at what they did, but nobody really stood out of the bunch too much in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um, I can definitely agree with you there. And the when the product is kind of all the same, you're right, it, it doesn't, um, it, there's not a ton of, like, distinguishing yourself, which is why, um, actually, a, a name that, of a person we do that does that's very very current is Morgan Wallen. I think some of his songs are are different than any country that I've I've heard and I'm like I actually really like his tunes. Um obviously Luke Combs is just like a you know a behemoth of a country music mm-hmm. uh star now and um so yeah like like kind of some newer guys like that where it's like you're like you're doing some really really good stuff for for the genre and, and yeah we obviously you know, latch onto that too, because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we, we figured out how you got a hold of uh, being introduced into the Tank Anthony band. How long have you been playing acoustic guitar before they asked you to join the band? Let me ask you that. Yeah, I think... Um, got it for Christmas, three days before that. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> um, 
No, that would be wild. Uh, no, I think I started playing guitar in like 2016. Right. Um, yeah, like the summer of 16 is when I finally, I borrowed a friend's guitar because I had always kind of wanted to play. Um, what got you into it? I think I wanted to like impress a girl or something. If, if I'm being completely honest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nothing too like deep or uh, and, well thought out. And this is how like, it always works. Like, check this out. I got a capo on it, and they're just like, "Go away." And that's how that's how that always works. Now, just kidding. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can probably point to a lot of decisions, good and bad, that were inspired by trying to impress a girl. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Very fair point. Very fair point. <laughs> I'm sure the the shoe on the other foot probably feels the same way. So I'm say this one led to an eventual career change. So I can't. That um, is cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, no. So I, uh, yeah, I just, I was literally the type of person who I, I physically had a guitar and it kind of sat in my living room ish area. And every two or three weeks I'd walk by it and be like, I should play that. Cause I own it. And mm-hmm. like, and then I'd set it back down and another two or three weeks would go by and um, I'm just like, oh, I rem- wonder if I remember that four chord song that I taught myself the other day. And um, and then, yeah, slowly but surely it got to the point where if I heard a song I thought was really cool, I would challenge myself to say like, oh, this one has a chord in it that I've actually never played before. Like, um, And then use that to practice that chord shape. And then um, to where, yeah, by the time that I that I actually joined the Tank Anthony band, I was pretty comfortable with the guitar. I just didn't know... I just didn't know the songs and I'm not, Mm -hmm. I don't have the ear um, instrumentally to be able to literally get on stage and be like, Oh, that's, that's what this chord is. Like, like that's where like it blows my mind when Alex can just be sitting in a room and he hears a song like on the, yeah, we went guitar shopping yesterday, Alex and I, and this, um, this song by Kansas or no, it was a Tom Petty song came on the, like the overhead speakers and he was trying out a guitar at the time. He literally like looks up kind of into space, looks back down and literally just starts playing the song like <laughs> note for note. It's like that's that that blows my mind. Yeah, that's that's crazy because we got mini Owen in the band <laughs> or mini mini Vino. That's yeah, Owen. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's pretty much the same deal. And that's actually kind of crazy because I don't have the best ear either. Like it takes me longer than it should to figure out what key I'm supposed to be in. But, like, the thing my brain sees is, like, I visually see patterns really easily. So if you just give me a yes. couple chords, I'm just like, I know where you're at. So if anybody ever watches the full band setting, like, I'm always on Jesse's right so I can see his fretboard if I need to. <laughs> That's like, I'm giving away all the secrets in this episode. And, oh, and it doesn't matter. He's like Vino. You could, blind, <laughs> you could blindfold him and put him in the closet, and he'll yeah. play perfectly along to it. So Yeah, give him some headphones, put him outside, and he'll still be on. Like, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, he's, like, looking through the window at you, but... But yeah, no, you're exactly right. I, I that resonates with me a hundred percent. I'm very much so um, a patterns person and like chord shapes on the guitar, um, and and so I I'm always watching Tank. And the the really ridiculous thing, and this is where I, like sometimes I look at Alex and I'm like, for as goofy and as like a, you know, a dork as you are, like just what's happening behind like in his <laughs> brain is ridiculous because we'll have. Out of the three guitars that are on stage, um, not including the bass, so just the two rhythms and the lead, um, one of them is tuned down a half step, and the other two are standard. But the one tuned down a half step is like capo three, and then I might be like open or whatever, and like, and he has to be like, well, Tang's playing it in G capo three, you're playing it in A, 
And then like if Alex is doing like drop D or like whatever he wants to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, pretty and, much. And so there will be times where he's literally like, um, he's like directing traffic, uh, on stage. You can watch him just kind of like making sure everyone's on the same page and he's literally playing while he's, he's doing this. Like he's, he's playing his instrument while he knows what notes everyone should be playing. Yeah. And that's when I'm, that's when my brain just melts. Uh, yeah. So like, Doing a lot of the stuff he's doing individually, not difficult. Doing like those, he's do, basically doing like three things. He's he's playing music. He's thinking about the theory that's supposed to be going on, and then he's communicating with his mouth at the same time, which is like that just blows me away when people can talk while they play, and it doesn't even slow down or change at all. Like right, right. I, I just I can't believe that. But uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like uh, when I play with Jesse, it's this. It's the same concept. Like if he busts a capo out, it's just like I'm gonna. I'm just gonna play open chords to this, or we'll change it some other way. Or if he's just playing open chords, then I'm all the way up on the neck playing bar chords. So it's like, well, we're gonna play the same stuff, but in different areas of the guitar, so different overtones will come out, etc. Blah blah blah. You know, so it is kind of crazy that I feel like there's a lot of parallels between like what Tank's doing and what we're doing. Um, minus the fact that I can't sing backup is as good as you guys. So like, no, you're exactly right. Like, and the cool thing, um, that we started noticing. So when Tank and I do duo sets where Alex isn't there, um, cause obviously his lead is, is really coloring it from an instrumental standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it's just the two of us and we're pretty much for the most part, both playing a rhythm guitar in essence, but when he's playing on, on capo th- yeah, it would be three because he's down a half step, three and G, and I'm standard at A. It weirdly sounds like we're playing in harmony, even though we're playing the same chords mm-hmm. in a way. Yep. Um, and it, it, yeah, so we're just trying to do those little things to level up our sound and kind of make it seem more full and not just like like a one dynamic type of situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because. Even Jesse, and I'm not trying to say like even Jesse, but like Jesse will even notice that like if I'm just duplicating what he's doing, if it's just like open G, open, you know, C, open D or whatever. And if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm doing that, he's like, he'll just like lean over and be like, that's what I'm playing. And that's like, that's what he'll tell me. So it's like, all right, I got to bust yeah, out yeah. some bar chords here and change this up a little bit. You know, I'm so. going to dock your pay if you don't uh, start getting creative over there. <laughs> True, though. Like, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm hired for, honestly, is to, is to do that. So I, no. I probably should. But that's that's hilarious, though. Like, uh, I feel like you might be my doppelganger, but like with a fuller head of hair and better pipes on you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would say that about you, except like the other night we were at Sneakers mm-hmm. and you like, you were about to hand me your electric guitar. I like, like you, you and how just like smooth you play that instrument. And I'm like, I've never even touched a... Uh, an electric guitar in my life so really i can say the same thing about you like i'm like everything except the fact that i do not know how to play that instrument okay all right so like obviously not know how but yeah i've literally like strummed on an an electric guitar maybe like two or three times in my life yeah that's actually kind of mind-blowing so like what made you i guess like the easy like campfire i can play this by myself it sounds good you don't need to drag an amp around i guess exactly makes makes sense yeah because you can't I mean, yeah. If you you have to plug it in, or else 
you know, there's not much. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, you're not going to learn electric guitar for a woman and then just like crank up the distortion on some like junky practice amp. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I come out and, and I start serenading her like on a bench, but you can't hear it because it's an electric guitar and it's not amplified. You got like a really long extension cord going to like a light pole somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. That's it's like, cool. sorry, I've got to tune first, actually. <laughs> Tuning full volume with distortion on. Oh, my gosh. That'd be exactly. hilarious. Uh, that sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit that needs to be get made. So yeah. we maybe should make the Audible Farm Saturday Night Live. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm have in. time for that. <laughs> I'm in. Actually, uh, when I was in Chicago, I was like, I didn't do any music for like, like two or three years and I was literally just in the comedy scene. Um, so yeah, if you want to do sketch, let's, let's go for it. No way. You were (laughs) doing comedy over there. I I was doing improv. So, um, it's kind of more about like, like team building and just kind of like group dynamics and, um, you know, knowing when to play, when not to play, Mm -hmm. um, kind of knowing who's kind of doing their certain roles. So if someone comes in at like a 100, Try not to also come in at a hundred because then it's just two hundred on stage, and yeah. everyone's like, "This is a lot um so yeah so, something's and and actually, it's weird thinking that some of those things actually kind of translate to being in a band um I like I feel thinking. very much so like a role player um and not so much like like a i I don't feel confident enough to like be like a lead guy, but I'm like, but I know my role, and i I know if I do it well like I'll be able to contribute and elevate the whole group i guess that's cool because yeah i was like while you were saying that i'm like that sounds like a very good parallel to like music and musicians because i mean uh you probably heard it because you do listen to the podcast but I've, i've said it before multiple times but like the best advice i ever got was probably from scott Dahl when he told me uh stay out of the way until it's your turn to get in the way and then get in the way that's pretty much like what you were describing with doing improv if somebody's coming in at 100 you don't need to be coming in at 100, you know? Like, the the bassist and guitarist don't solo at the same time. The singer and guitarist aren't soloing at the same, you know, or like, whatever. Yeah, and it's and it's because it's all about, like, heightening. So if everyone comes in and they're already maxing out, like, you can't, like, you can't get higher. Like, you yeah. can't heighten the group. Whereas, like, if, like, we do the band, because I know you guys do this song, too, the Band of Heathens song, Hurricane. Yep. And uh, we stick pretty... We, we play it pretty similarly to the to the original uh, recorded version, but it l- literally just starts out with like a vocal and a very kind of like light, um, like we do it on a very light strumming. I know the, the studio version has like a piano, I think, but, mm-hmm. and, and you have to do it that way so that when you get to like chorus three, yeah. like post-instrumental, then it's, that's when you just let the roof off the place. And, and so like, that's where it's really, really fun to be like, let's kind of find ways to, to kind of like build and build and build. And, um, and, and yeah, so yeah, th- there's definitely some, some, uh, some parallels to, to both of those worlds for sure. Yeah, definitely. So how did you, you mentioned before the podcast that you were in another band at another point in time. So roughly five ish years ago, you pick up a guitar and then you were in this other band. What was this other band, and like, what did they sound like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the band was called Oakland. Um, two of the guys in the band uh, grew up together, like literally since they were like, you know, little kids, on a street called Oakland Street in, in Council Bluffs. And so okay. uh, they called the the project Oakland. And actually, similar to how 
I got into uh, Tank's band and similar to how you got connected with Jesse, um, this was back in college. I knew that these guys, there's like this big brick house um, on the corner of 18th and college, if you know your way around Cedar Falls. Not, um, well, not well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but there's this big brick house there and they were throwing a party one night and I knew a couple guys that were kind of part of it. I did not know they were in a band though. So we go to this house and slowly but surely people kind of start realizing that there's instruments in one of the rooms in this house. And so uh, they were in a cover band at the time. And so everyone kind of moves into this room. They're like, okay, we'll play some songs, but their drummer wasn't there. Um, and I actually started out as like, I actually, my, the first instrument I actually learned was, was the drums. And so, um, did you play through school? I, I didn't play in school. I, uh, I was in a couple little like goofy projects with Alex and like some of our friends in like okay. middle school and high school. All right. Um, I never played like in front of people. All right. Um, so you're at this party and yeah, they, and, and they and don't then, have they a drummer. Need a, they need a drummer. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll, I'll do it. And, and then, yeah, similarly, they, we never played any shows together, but there was, um, the, one of the main guys, he was like, Hey, we've been writing a lot of music and we're actually thinking about starting to lay this stuff down and actually, you know, produce a, an album. And, and they were like, low key, like you're kind of better than the drummer we had. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so like, we would much rather have you, you know, be in the studio and then, um, and then, yeah, slowly but surely that kind of became a thing where I played drums on most of the tracks, but then they actually let me sing on like half of the tracks. So, uh, it's a 10 song album. And I think, um, I, I sing on five songs and, and, uh, my buddy, Sam, uh, who wrote all the songs or a majority of the songs. Um, he sings on the other half. And then my buddy, Tom, who wrote a lot of the, the instrumental parts, you know, uh, he's the one who kind of mixed it all. And we were literally in a basement like this, just hanging out, you know, once a week. Uh, I was working in Ackley, Iowa at the time, kind of about 15 minutes away from Iowa Falls in Hardin County mm -hmm. and about 40 minutes away from Cedar Falls. So every Tuesday we'd go there, get a case of Miller lights and a, you know, cheap pizza. Mm -hmm. And we just record until we were all too tired of recording. And then I'd go back home and we'd do it all again next week. That's cool. That's really cool. So this was before Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, yeah, 2016. And then, yeah, I, I ended up moving to Chicago like a, about a year and a half later. So that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, it seems like just such a short amount of time and you've done so much stuff, you know, like, uh, it's like we're peeling this onion backwards almost like, well, I'm just very lucky. I I'm, I've kind of feel like I've been in the right place at the right time for the most part, like on all of these things. Like, yeah, I, I stumbled into Oakland and now, you know, I, uh, I've been to two of their, or, um, yeah, two of their weddings. One guy just got engaged. And so we're like, you know, we're best friends now. Um, and that just was literally a whim where I started playing drums at a party. Again, mm -hmm. Tank Anthony, I'd never met him in real life. And the first time I met him, we we happened to just be singing together. And, um, and, and yeah, it's just been, I'm just very lucky. And I don't take any for granted, that's for sure. So to an extent, I, I would agree with you. Right place, right time, little bit of luck, whammo you're in. But how many people... We're in exactly your same shoes, given the certain same scenarios. Like, how many people were at this party that didn't know how to play drums, though? Like, none of those people put any of the time in ahead of time to figure it out, you know? And 
and nobody how many people sat next to tank and and tried singing with him or at least were just like you know hanging out with him then he's singing and it's like i can't sing so i'm not going to sing with him you know like so you did have a lot of prep work you know it's uh what has what's that really cliche saying that actually is really good like preparation meets hard work something something opportunity i don't know yeah and then a dash of luck you know yeah. and you've got your success pie or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> like, success pie yeah yeah yeah. that'll be the first tank anthony album out ladies and gentlemen success oh, sure. pie yep. <laughs> yep. run it up the flagpole see if he likes it actually we're starting to record some stuff i'll have to tell him that we uh we came up with the album name tonight <laughs> that'll be some great merch too just like uh just like a pie on a windowsill with the little like the aroma coming out. The aroma, out. Yeah. the squiggles. Oh, that's so classic. Oh my gosh. So have you ever, like, did you ever go out and play with Oakland anywhere? Or was this just like a behind the scenes project only? We only, uh, we played one show for, um, again, my buddy Sam. His dad had his like 50th birthday or something and they wanted a live band. And so they kind of dusted off the binder of all of their um of all of their cover songs that they had done. And so, and those were all just pop tunes. So I was like, I can, I can play, I, I play like the most basic, um, like I, I think, uh, Paul McCartney had the saying of like, Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Like, like I, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't think I was, I was, I'm actually the, even the best drummer, like in that group, but I just played like a clean enough, very, very simple thing. So, um, so yeah, we we played one cover show. Um, none of the originals were e- really even conceptualized at the time, so we we've never played originals as a band. But as I'm getting my, I'm trying to get like an hour together to try to open up for, um, like I've opened up for Brutal, and um, I'm hoping to open up again for them in like April. But when I do that, I'll I'll try to integrate some of those like older kind of um, some of those fun Oakland tunes. Dude, that's so cool. Like, uh, I mean, you've got all the tools to, to go out there and do a solo show. I mean, you can sing really well. You can play guitar. And you've been playing it long enough. And and now I'm sure you've got your chops up well playing so many shows with Tank, you know. And um, I'm trying to think. Like, this, this makes me think. Uh, you and I actually, like, met for the very first time maybe at, like, Shiny Top in Fort Dodge at, like, a... Um, yeah, a, what was a that? show on St. Patty's Day. That's what it was. Yeah, yep. the place was packed, and all of a sudden, I just like <laughs> look over and and yeah, Peter Stockdale's right there. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and oh, no, actually, how it went was I was at the bar with a friend or a, a friend of mine, and I heard your voice, and I had never like really seen like what you looked like in person, but I was like, "That's that's the Audible Farm guy." <laughs> like, and, and, yeah, like no, it was the weirdest. Um, the thing where like, you've never actually met someone, but you've heard their voice in your headphones. That is and I was nuts. like, yeah, I was literally like, that's, that's Peter Stockdale. And like, I turned around and like, I was like, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on everybody? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it doesn't help you introduce yourself to people like that every, every time. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Even I, in public, you just, 
Hey, everybody. I'm on the mic at Jesse's like shows. Like, hey, what's going on, everybody? So for this next song, I had thought about like the week where I didn't have an episode recorded. I thought about like pulling out like weird audio clips, and that was going to be one. Was I was going to take the first like two seconds of intro off of every episode and put them like back to back. So just be like, hey, 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 and like just over and over again, just different clips. Yes. And then, like every now and then, it's just like, what's going on? Like it just I just throw one of those in there every few weeks to spice it up, you know. That is no so nuts though. I never even thought of that. That like people might recognize me by voice, but at the same time, how many musicians and bands do you know by the voice? Yes, exactly. Like they're um who was it locally? I, I think it was um it might have been brutal or something. I mean, um Jeremy has a like the one of the most like distinguishing or like the one of the easiest voices to pick out and mm-hmm. and yeah it was one of those things where it's like i don't even have to i don't even have to look like i know who's singing right now mm-hmm. like um so yeah it's that's definitely true yeah i mean that's crazy that you brought it back to like i couldn't agree with you a hundred percent you know or i do agree with you a hundred percent because like jeremy would definitely be the most like distinguished voice and like of all of us around here um it would be very easy to tell that it's him on guitar it's not as easy Especially like at jam nights, if everyone's using one guitar and one amp and nobody's touching the dials, it's kind of like, you're kind of like left up to just phrasing, kind of, you know? Yeah. Which is, uh, it's I, I don't know. You can still kind of tell who it is sometimes by the phrasing, but I was even talking on a podcast not too long ago that like uh, one of Jeremy Ober's students was at a jam night. And I was like, is that Jeremy playing? I was like, no, it's one of his students. So it's like, Jeremy's rubbing off on this kid so well that I thought it was Jeremy for a second. That's you know? cool. So, yeah, I mean, hats off to him. He's one of those guys out there working hard, too. So, um, what do you guys have coming up? I mean, I do, let me see. I think I have your social media pulled up here. Let me close these message bays. Yeah, you know, Loki, we don't have, um, I don't think we've even posted our November schedule. Um, the fall has kind of slowed down a little bit, which has given us an opportunity to actually work on, like, the recordings of our of our original stuff. Um, you know, it's not like, I know you've talked about before. It's not like we're in like June, July, August where, you know, we're at a new place every, you know, every other day, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have kind of gotten down to, you know, like one or two shows a week as opposed to like three or four. Um, so I don't know if the schedule's posted or not, but we'll be playing the fireman's ball in Fort Dodge on November 13th. Yep, um, I know. I know you never. Uh, yeah, you don't pre-record anything, but um, <laughs> but that's one. What that, you meant to say was the show on November thirteenth was awesome. Was amazing. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Couldn't believe, you should have been there, everybody. Thank you all for coming. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then the week after, I think um, like that Thursday will be. Or yeah, the week after we'll be doing a few things in Des Moines. Um, around the Thanksgiving time, we'll be actually local. We'll be playing community on Black Friday. Cool. Um, so yeah, that'll be a blast. Yep. Um, I think we'll be at Timbuk Brew, Iowa Falls, I believe, the day before Thanksgiving. That's um, one of the best days to play a show. Yeah. Yep. No, I I'm I'm excited, and I uh, I love their beer. I yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm pretty biased towards you know one particular local brewery. Yeah. But, N- not uh, only uh, <laughs> you got the shirt on, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know. I I love I love I. Um, I don't know if you know. I I work at River Hops part time. I know we were talking about like side gigs or whatever, yep. but. Um, but yeah, so yeah, doing like river hops during the week and gigging on the weekends, but, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, and I pointed to my lovely black IPA from River Hops. Yeah, yes, everybody that's watching the video version gets a little bonus, of yes, course. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, man. So we did cover, we're pretty close to an hour. I feel like we've talked about quite a bit of stuff. I'm trying to see if I can figure out anything else. Because we did this all like 100% backwards. Like, I know you from the Tank Anthony band, and we've met a little bit and talked a little bit. Like, not much. And when I say a little bit, I mean just like a little bit, like... Oh, we keep getting messages. I'm going to close this again here. There we go. I'm tired of that. Uh, but yeah, then I was like, I didn't know you were doing comedy. And then it's just like, oh, you've been playing guitar for five years? Oh, you were in another band? Like, and you know, you play drums in the other band? You know, just eventually I'm just going to like be like, oh, my God. Just like just keep getting more shocked about all this stuff. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, is like, well, like, first of all, it all kind of builds on itself, which I, um, which basically our conversation now, I really haven't vocalized this whole if you want to call it a journey i guess um mm-hmm. uh, i really haven't like said all of these things in a row before so i'm like yeah i am kind of sitting back and being like yeah i've kind of kind of gotten after it you know mm-hmm. just trying to pursue the things that i actually really enjoy pursuing and um and and i mean yeah kind of going back to something earlier in the episode like that's kind of literally why i'm here is like there was this thing that I think is worth doing, something I really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a shot at it. So that's kind of always been sort of, I guess, what I'm trying to do. And um, and it all just kind of builds up on itself. I think some of that speaks to the importance of having, I don't want to just, I'm not trying to like crap talk anybody, the importance of having a hobby. I mean, there's people out there, believe it or not, that actually like don't really have hobbies. And I mean, I've met some people that's like, they don't play video games. They like, don't even listen to music, you know? And it's just like, what do you do? You know? And I, I guess watching TV could be a hobby to an extent. Yeah. Cause but, if you want to say, but let's not, let's not endorse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on guys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, no, you're right. You're right. Like, I was going to try and draw the parallel to like <laughs> listening to music, but at the same time, yeah. yeah, it's not quite the same thing. Cause you can't go like watch live TV. I mean, you kind of could, but yeah. Or you could go to like a, yeah like a play or yeah it's like that's a that's i guess like a movie and but but yeah you're exactly right like that um yeah not all hobbies have to be like active where you're you know yeah getting out yeah you don't Um, have to be like going out making money off of it can't just be like a guilty pleasure yeah yeah you never i mean there's so many years i played guitar by myself and didn't play with anyone you know and and there were a lot of years where I just didn't play the guitar. Like, I didn't play the guitar for the majority of my 20s, you know. So, and a lot of that was just I didn't have anyone to play with, didn't know where to go, didn't know who to jam with. You know, it's, it's that thing. I'm, I'm sure everyone's gone through it. But, like, I play this instrument. I'm not good enough at it to play in a band or with anyone. So then you're kind of stuck in this limbo place of, like, do I keep playing this or not, you know? Yeah, well, and I, and I think... Um actually a question I'd have for you as like, as far as advice would be like, like right now I'm, I feel like I'm getting really, really familiar with like chord shapes and, you know, being able to, you know, find, uh, those chord progression, those patterns, I guess. But I feel like as a guitarist, I'm like, I want to get into kind of experimenting with like leads or at least trying to like get chops in that area. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, I literally don't even know how to start. Like I'd, I learned by just like looking at chord shapes on online and just being like, all right, I hope like, here yeah, we go. Here goes what, nothing. This like, is what it's telling me to do. So yeah. I'm going to do it. You know, I, like, I literally just like looked up scales and then would pull up YouTube and just listen to hours of backing tracks and just like run through the scales in different fashions huh. to try to figure out like what sounded good. And then I was like, 
what if I play the notes like this? Or what if I play them like that? Or, and then after I kind of figured out like what sort of sounded good, granted, I was just playing a lot of like quarter notes and goofy stuff like that. Cause I'm just wasn't good at flowing through it. I found a buddy that was like at the same spot I was. And so we, like every time one of us would learn something, we'd get back together the next day and like teach it to the other person. So then we would be, have the ability to like pretty much learn twice as fast on a lot of yeah, things. Cool. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to tell everyone like get a buddy. It helps, you know, and it does, but at the same rate, some people don't need a buddy. You know, Owen sits in his basement all day long by himself and plays bass and look how good he is, you know, like not that he doesn't go out and play with other people, you know, because he does moonlight even with Tank Anthony sometimes. Yeah. Is he like hired in as your full time bassist now or how's that going? If, if he wants the job, he has the job. Like like our thing, like that was another crazy thing. We we got so used to, you know, having Alex play the bass, which I feel like uh, in a lot of circles, people see and know Alex as a bass player Mm -hmm. and obviously he went to college for it like he's very very well trained to play that instrument in a very high level Mm -hmm. Um, and we had gotten used to this iteration where he plays bass and we bring in a lead guitarist Um, we've got a really good friend Riley Bird I don't know if you've ever met him yeah Um, he was he was in for quite a while he lives down in Kansas City though so it's a little tougher as far as scheduling and yeah one day we were just like not really sure what we were doing about this lead guitar spot. Uh, we were having this pretty big, like full time or full band show in Cedar Falls, and so we we're like, "What if Alex just plays leads and we bring in Owen and just kind of play this little experiment?" And and of course, you, like you know, Owen, like of course it went well. <laughs> like, yeah, yep. like of course it was great. But <laughs> if anything, Owen's too good. Like you know, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's not a shortage of talent coming from him. That's it, for sure. <laughs> no, it, it's so good. And like the first, um, I mean, we were we played like this pretty massive like like college bar in Cedar Falls, and so um, I was just like, like, dude, I have no worries about your chops. I have no worries about like like how you will navigate these songs. You're gonna do just fine literally just have like the most fun ever because it's going to be wall-to-wall people mm-hmm. and it's going to be epic and and yeah he literally just like s- stepped up to the challenge like you said 17 years old and just just wrecking in front of like a bunch of college students it was hilarious yeah we were at a jam night recently and someone's like he's only been playing for two years and I'm like yeah he just turned 17 they're like he's only 17 and i was like yeah it kind of makes you mad doesn't it like yeah well and then recently on facebook uh <laughs> The junkyard put out a video of him playing acoustic guitar mm-hmm. while Jeremy, and it's just like, all right, so like, <laughs> like obviously he, I, I mean obviously he plays the acoustic guitar like amazing as well. Like I, I mean of course he does. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I think mean, he has played leads a few times just dinking around, but he doesn't like really like to do it, but he can, you yeah. know. And like like you said with the video of him playing acoustic, it's like he's actually pretty good at acoustic he's really good at getting the sounds out of it that he wants to and uh another secret is he's he's been taking drum lessons people a lot of people don't know that but he's actually like kind of good at the drums too yeah. like so it's, it's like god dang kids like slow it down like uh last night at jam night was definitely one of those nights though where like not a lot of musicians showed up so the ones that were there were kind of up there just goofing around doing crazy stuff like there was a point in the night where i got on the drum set while playing the electric guitar and I was like playing leads while drumming at the same time. Oh my gosh. It, it was one of those things I got like halfway into the leads and I'm like, I need to simplify this cause I can't like my brain is like <laughs> melting cause I'm trying to like keep two things going at the same time. And it wasn't like the greatest thing ever, but it was still like, it's fun cause it's one of those things you just never know what's going to happen. So yeah. One of these days we're going to see this like iteration of the Jesse Wilson, like 
group that's just like you're sitting down on the drums playing the electric guitar <laughs> your drummer is like playing the bass owen's singing leads and like, like we're just gonna see all these people just doing this like every possible configuration that you can everyone in our band is is sitting behind a drum set with an instrument and we're all doing everything like, yeah, or like one part of the band so someone's got the bass drum oh, one's oh. got the toms one's got a cymbal and like that would be the craziest that'd thing be wild. ever oh my god and that's kind of like actually like I was just thinking like that'd be so nuts but that's like literally what a drum line is is it's like you split yeah, guess, apart you split apart a trap set yeah. and let everyone play one part of it you know yeah. country drum line Ooh. that's it that's is it is that a thing no it is now it is now all <laughs> right trademarked it's been yeah. trademarked yeah i'm glad we did this <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes this actually counts as a trademarking opportunity so uh, jeff fassbender's got the rights to that if anybody wants to buy it from hit him up online uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will put all the links for all the Tank Anthony stuff down below in the description section. Do you have any personal links for like Jeff Fossbender, musician or anything like that? Or No, um, I can give you the, uh, so our first, Oakland's first album is on Spotify. I can mm -hmm. give you some info about how to find that. Definitely, yeah, um, send it over. Yeah, otherwise, uh, I also, I run the Instagram page for Tank, so I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, like every opportunity I'm getting, I'm like, like go out and follow because that's where you get to see us be goofballs all over the state of Iowa. And, yeah. Um, and we all we always try to get some like clips of us playing too, in case you can't make it to the shows. Mm -hmm. Um, you get to kind of see what we're up, what we're up to. So. Do you have your Instagram page attached to the Facebook page too? So if you post something, you also have the opportunity to like push it over to Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I would say um, the interesting thing with with us is that um, Tank actually has his biggest following on his personal facebook page mm -hmm. so uh not a lot of stuff runs through our our band facebook page unfortunately just because he's like you know everyone is watching my personal page so um so yeah i would say like like his personal account his personal facebook yeah that's kind of where he does most of his band updates and stuff mm -hmm. um instagram's more for just like the photos and videos and content and and I remember you you were saying that not too many people are on your your Facebook page, but if if I recall correctly, you got like five thousand followers <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and luckily a lot of the stuff bled over because when Tank started out, you know, just kind of doing some of his own stuff. Um, and I know you had DJ on recently. You know, they those guys linked up and were doing things for a while. Mm -hmm. Everything was kind of running through his personal um, account, and so uh, yeah, I think his personal account has like somewhere pretty close to that too. But oh we, wow, we just haven't. Um, gotten as good at making sure our Facebook stuff is updated, which we definitely need to get better at. But oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. If you don't yeah, have yeah. something going on all the time, it's tough to update it. And I, I, I helped run like the Three Finger Betty Facebook account for so long, and then one of the people got their, uh, I, you listen, but one of the people got their account hacked, and then like the Facebook page got taken over by somebody else, and eventually just the whole thing got deleted. So we had to create a new one. And uh, that was kind of when I got burned out on social media. So I like I quit posting like every single day, even though you're kind of supposed to post pretty frequently. But it is kind of one of those uh, catch 22s. It's like the evil that you need to have around is social media because it's not like you have a, a website, even though Tank does have a website. Uh, yeah, he's got a he's got the I Tank do, and Band. I yep. do know that some of the links are not, not necessarily there, but it's but it's here. Like in all basic forms, it's it's here. So. Um, I'll put a link to that down below as well. Cause I think, yeah, DJ's on, on there still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at DJ. Holy cow. He's got a full beard and God, that's crazy. I wonder how long ago this was. 
Oh, well, that's a, that's for another time. I'm going to have to peruse <laughs> yeah. this on my free time. Yeah. You guys can too. Uh, like I said, all the links are down in the description section, as well as a link to where you can find Oakland's album online if you want to listen to that as well. I know I'm going to give it a spin just because I'm curious as to what's going on. So, uh, And I have to say, if you haven't heard Tank Live, go do it. Plays all across the state, like north to south, east to west, doesn't matter. He's all over the Des Moines area, Ankeny, Ames, Fort Dodge, uh, pretty much any college town. He plays all the college towns. Uh, yeah, you guys are awesome. You guys are amazing. Uh, I, it stinks that like singer songwriters don't really do too much of like splitting a bill somewhere. Cause it would kind of suck to like bring in two sets of PAs or like whatever you would have to do, you know, unless you had your own sound guy, that'd be like the only way it would be doable. But... Yeah. Yeah. If one guy had all the stuff, mm-hmm. but that, you know, it would be really cool to have like a tank Anthony, Jesse Wilson show or something like that. Um, someday, but you know, tanks also super busy. So, uh, that's kind of cool though for you guys. I mean, you're just as busy as he is because he brings you along on most of the shows. So yeah, honestly, that could be really fun to, you know, maybe once the summer comes around and there's more like outdoor kind of like larger settings, like to to build like not like a obviously not like a festival, but almost like a like a multi show thing where maybe like starts in the afternoon and you know we get some venue on. That could be kind of fun because yeah, y'all are are so fun to hang out with and party with and and we do a lot of similar similar stuff to where we could almost like try our hand at you know kind of trading pieces if you will like that would be you really know fun. some of us kind of uh you know playing for the opposite group like mm-hmm. a, we did a uh we did a jam session up in wesley it was like a sunday fun day thing um they have this really really cool outdoor venue and uh these guys their name are uh scott and Kiefer, and i think they're literally just called Scott and Kiefer. Um, okay. But they're from, uh, they're kind of from that Algona area. Um, Wesley's about an hour north of here mm-hmm. or hour north of Fort Dodge. We're not in Fort Dodge. Yeah, yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so literally they played a little set. We would play a set. We'd kind of trade on and off. And then the last like 30 to 40 minutes, we all just got up and we we're just like calling songs. And if, if we knew it, we'd play along. If they knew it, they'd play along. And, and it's like that, that kind of stuff, uh, is a lot of fun. And again, since we know kind of each other's repertoire pretty well, mm-hmm. that could be a really fun opportunity to try to see like what sorts of, uh, you know, funny things could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Venn diagram does have some overlap between those two, between Tank mm-hmm. and Jesse. So, um, but it is kind of crazy cause like Tank and Jesse do also have some very distinct differences between them in their definitely, set list too. Definitely. Yeah. So you're going to kind of get some of the same stuff, but you're also going to get a lot of different stuff from both of them. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of music and going out and playing. There's hundreds and thousands of songs to choose from millions of songs to choose from, you know? Yeah. And, but like, I'm, uh, actually going back to something really like early in the conversation, you were mentioning how much different your voices from jesse's mm-hmm. like imagine tank and jesse singing together like like uh just these two like just huge voices mm-hmm. um I, I know tank's got just like these pipes that can literally just like blow the windows out of any venue and mm-hmm. um and yeah you know jesse's got that kind of like grovelly like very you know up and down mm-hmm. whereas tank's more of kind of like a smooth like um kind of like warm type thing and like mm-hmm. you could get some really Fun. Now I'm just thinking about yeah, it, like yeah. a like a crossover. It could be really like cool. CMT, whatever the heck they yeah. call that. You little AFP action. No, I'll host it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Seriously Honestly, yeah. though, you do have a really good idea though. It would be fun if someone in Fort Dodge. It would kind of be rough to do 
to take everyone off of a booking somewhere else. Exactly, but, yeah. The, but to pull in like four or five bands from Fort Dodge area or people that frequent the Fort Dodge area and be like, these guys are all going to be at this place all afternoon and night, so come out and check it out or whatever. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking like a Sunday fun day type thing. Like it could be kind of a fun way to, to just be like, you know, this probably will take all day, but we're, we were just hanging out anyways. Like it's mm-hmm. not like we weren't just going to be hanging out on Sunday anyways. So yeah. let's try to see if we can use that time to... To, yeah, just have fun and see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, the closest thing to that would probably be, like, a jam night, but there's no dedicated bands at jam night. It's just random people. So. Sure, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Like, if, you know, that there's certainly venues that are similar, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's something to think about. Yeah, definitely. We got anything else that we need to cover? Oh, we did. We covered an hour. Woo-woo. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else we didn't talk about? Because I literally, uh, I wrote, this, these are my notes. It just says Tank Anthony Band. Yeah. Because that's how much we've <laughs> talked with each other. <laughs> no, no. Like, honestly, like, I was just so stoked for the conversation. Like I, like you said, we had not met before this. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, if we literally just talk about whatever, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure there's more. But honestly, like. That was great. I'm, I appreciate it. So. Yeah, man. If you ever think of anything else, you're more than welcome to come back on. So just let me know. Cool. Uh, I'll just say it one more time. All the links are down below in the description section. Check them out. Jeff, thank you very much for joining me. Of course, man. Absolutely. What a neat guy. That's all I got to say. Uh, Jeff is super nice. Like, uh, Not that everybody else hasn't been nice on the podcast. But, you know, it's just one of those fun things. Uh, ran into him and... It, it was nice every time I've met him and everyone I've talked to about him just says he's such a nice guy and he is a nice guy he's super talented he's done a lot of crazy stuff like I said he's he's been really busy out there working really really hard um, just kind of doing all the things he wants to go do you know from improv I didn't know he did improv um, geez that's crazy I mean like, it's just so cool uh, in Chicago I believe too was that right oh man that's crazy so I, I I, I don't know. It just blows my mind when I sit down and talk to these people. And this is kind of what I'm trying to get at with the podcast anyways, is just figuring out what these people are all about or what kind of brought them to the point where they're at now in their lives and and how music relates to it all and their musical adventure and and how, you know, it, it, it's weird because he's been on such a, a crazy adventure that it seems like, you know, would somebody get lost along the way getting on that big of an adventure and then like where he's at now is singing with a band doing full-time music stuff and i think every stop along the way has kind of helped him get to that point and that's i don't know i just really enjoy sitting down talking with people i guess and i hope you guys are enjoying it too so uh check out all the links down below for the tank anthony band that's where you can see jeff most of the time doing what he does and he does it well so check him out Go see them live. Trust me, you will enjoy it. It's uh, anybody that's any fans of anything country, you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. So Tank Anthony Band, they play everywhere. I mean, they're all over the state. And uh, I mean, three, four shows a week, most weeks. So uh, hard-pressed to be in a town that wouldn't be nearby where they're going to play eventually. So check them out. Uh, links are down below. And uh, i got to say thanks to Jeff for, for driving up here and, and sitting down in the mini studio uh, air quotes studio that I have here um, so thank you very much Jeff appreciate it um, if you guys want to support the podcast you can do so non-monetarily by doing what you're doing right now listening to the episodes uh, if you guys want to give me some fun feedback go to wherever you're listening to this or go to your favorite social media channel for Audible Farm and let us know what you thought of the episode there's posts for uh, the episode pretty much every single week 
I think there was only one week I didn't have one, and maybe in the past there might have been a couple weeks where I posted the pictures and the promotion for it a little late. So uh, check it out on social media too, Audible Farm, at Audible Farm. Go to audiblefarm.com, find all the links for all the Audible Farm stuff. If you're listening on YouTube, you can help me by hitting the subscribe button. We've had a lot of subscribers in the last oh last month or so and i'm gonna say a lot but it's a lot to us in this stage of the game so a lot um us being me our audible farm in general so check it out audible farm on youtube there is uh audio versions of this there are video clips there are live videos of bands playing there are some music videos that i've worked on there are guitar repair videos on there including some really wild repairs there's guitar refinishing videos on there. Uh, just all sorts of stuff. So check it out, Audible Farm on YouTube. Be sure to hit subscribe if you're uh, into subscribing to things on YouTube. If you've never subscribed to any, anybody before, uh, check it out. Hit the subscribe button, see what happens. You'll get the uh, Audible Farm episodes every week popping up right there on your YouTube. So thank you to everyone that has subscribed. If you guys want to support monetarily, you can go to the Audible Farm shop shop.audiblefarm.com or find the direct link down below in the description section and uh, there's t-shirts there's not hoodies I should get some more because it's getting cold and I've had a few people asking about them so uh, yeah there's stickers there there's also some keychains and uh, the new shirts are selling well I am out of one variety of those new style shirts they are sold out I am not certain I will get another batch in uh, I was just originally going to do one run of those shirts, and I ended up doing two, so we'll see how it goes. If I have high demand for them, I might bring them back. Otherwise, I do have some uh, other color variations I may end up employing for those shirts, so keep an eye out for those. Otherwise, hoodies might be up next for the uh, merch orders for me, so check out the shop. See what you got there. See what you like. Uh, if you find something you like, let me know. Uh, make an order. Uh, if you live local to me, hit me up in person, or if you come out to a show, I might just give you a discount. I usually have the Audible Farm merch with me somewhere. Well, whether or not I'm playing with Three Finger Betty or whether or not I'm playing with Jesse Wilson, uh, it's, uh, I usually have it with me. So just hit me up. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a discount for doing a face-to-face -face sale. So thank you guys that have bought a shirt or any merch or have been wearing it out in public. It makes me smile so much to see people wearing Audible Farm shirts and stuff like that. So thank you. I really do appreciate it. Um, I do have a little bit of a footnote here. If anybody's a fan of heavy metal music, I know it's kind of a hard gear shift from the country talk we've been doing, but anybody that's fans of heavy metal music, I got to open up for Raven, which is a new wave of British heavy metal bands uh, from the early 80s, uh, late 70s, I believe, was their first couple albums. And uh, yeah, they came through Des Moines. This is actually my second time opening up for Raven with a second band so i've opened up for raven twice with two different bands which is really really cool uh raven never disappoints uh i was just so blown away by how crazy those guys are on stage this so full of energy running around singing all sorts of stuff uh hats off to those guys for out there just still killing it uh the new album's awesome so i feel like if you're into you know new new music from old metal bands that would be one worth checking out. Uh, so I recommend that one. Otherwise, yeah, I've been, been playing a lot of shows lately. I think I had three shows within four days, and then I went to a jam night. So within five days, I was playing four different occasions. So hats off to everybody that's been coming out to the shows. Hats off to the Three Finger Betty guys for booking the shows, and, and Jesse Wilson for booking shows and bringing me with. And 
he's got lots of shows coming up too he's been playing some solo gigs so hats off to jesse for playing some of those solo gigs out there i think it's really cool that he does that he you know keeps his chops up and everything so he has the ability to do it all uh different bands different people um whether or not somebody can't make it just swap somebody in and go with it it works out well for him he's, he's doing a great job out there so check him out uh you know maybe you might see me at a show too you never know so uh thanks to everybody for listening uh check out audiblefarm.com there's i'll say it one more time that's where all the audible farm goodies are at you can even see the merch at audiblefarm.com so check it out audible farm and uh yeah i'll see you next week all right everybody peace